Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Joe Dorville, a.k.a. Headphone Joe, a.k.a. The Beanie Boy. And I'm here with my co-host, as always. What's up, everybody? It's Brennan Tassif. Yes, yeah, so you can Joe? see his face behind him if you watch this live on Twitch. <laughs> and we're here with our producer, our favorite person of all, L. Greg. What's going on, buddy? Not a whole lot. Happy to be here. Sunday evening. Beautiful day. Let's go. Beautiful day. Let's go. Well, folks, as we get ready to go, uh, I'll be giving you the NBA topics of the week that me and Brennan are burning up to talk about. Uh, we're going to discuss ESPN and the NFL's uh, beef with us by releasing everything on Monday now that we've moved our schedule to Sunday. They um, always wait until they, Monday morning. They wait that extra day. It's starting to get annoying. We see you guys. You're threatened yeah. by us. It's understandable. <laughs> um, then we're going to talk about the NHL and what's been going on uh, this past two weeks because we didn't talk about it last week. Then we'll discuss the Masters, the fallout of the NCAA championship. There was a no-no this year, uh, this week. And um, I'm going to talk some soccer. Then we'll get into the walk-offs. Greg, before we do that, Kick us off, baby. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Brennan, our yes. favorite team is at it again. Yes, sir. More ins and outs. James Harden has left with a hammy. Kevin Durant has returned from his hammy. He went off on one of those games. He came back and he was like five for five, couple three, 17 points. Clean shit. Yep. But... That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about last night, Brennan. Last night, the Nets lost to the Lakers. I repeat. You're burying the lead. They I lost to a LeBron James list and Anthony Davis list Lakers. The Nets lost to the Lakers that did not have LeBron James, nor did they have Anthony Davis. And after the third quarter, they didn't have Dennis Schroeder. The Nets also didn't have Kyrie Irving, but still, it was not really. It, the Lakers were up for most of the game, even though Kyrie was there. Brennan, did you? What were your thoughts on this? Yeah, this was kind of insane because the Lakers put it on them. Like they ended up winning by twenty five points. Kevin Durant uh, was five for five for three free throws, had twenty two points, um, eight of seventeen though from the field. Get you're gonna be blown away by this stat. Guess who led the Lakers in points? Oh, I think it was Andre Drummond. It was Andre <laughs> Drummond. He's back. He's back. I've been going down led. with a toe injury in his uh, debut Laker performance. He, he's back. He's back. Led the team in rebounds and points. Uh, Kevin Durant, of course, led in rebounds, assists, and points. But it's it's interesting because we've talked so much about how Brooklyn's going to be the number one team in the East uh, and you more so than me. I still think it's going to be the 76ers, but still hey, wait a second for Brooklyn to get back the arguably the best player on the planet in Kevin Durant, even though he has been hindered by injuries and then to lose in this kind of a fashion to the Lakers who are missing their two best players. We both sat here on the show and said they were going to be a, uh, take a pretty big hit yeah. for the foreseeable future. And they might just squeak into the playoffs and here they are beating the team they could possibly face in the finals without their two best players. I uh, I hope this is just a blip. It's a long NBA season, even though it's a little shorter this year. I hope this is a, a blip on the radar because the Brooklyn Nets did not look good. They they shot it under 50% as far as field goal percentage. They were 5 of 27 from 3. Like It was just all around a bad night. Really bad night. Eleven. Okay. No, sorry. Sorry for that pause. But me, I wanted to count how many games the Lakers have played since LeBron has left. They've played now eleven games. They've gone five and six in those eleven games. That's better than I would have thought. Well, and it was weird too because when now. when LeBron went out, you and I were talking about it, and I, we were like, yeah. You know, they're probably gonna. They lost like the first two games after he went out. Exactly. And I was like, three I games. Was, yeah, I was messaging you. I was like, here it comes. Yeah. Here it comes. And then they rallied. And Schroeder's been playing. I mean, I know he went out hurt, but he's been he's been lighting it up. Schroeder's been playing well. Uh Moharrell? Mo Moharrell. Mo Moharrell's been playing well. THT. Um THT. I can't remember his first name, but uh he's been playing out of his mind. Um and he he shows Talon why. Horton Talon Tucker. Okay. 
I knew the Horton Tucker. I didn't remember the Taylor. Um, but he was one of the pieces that uh, Toronto wanted if they were going to do a trade with the Lakers for Kyle Lowry. Yeah, and he was a second round pick too. And uh, and he signed to Rich Paul, I believe. Um, so the, the Lakers weren't going to give him up. Um, yeah, they've they've definitely impressed me. I thought looking at their when the news came down that like LeBron was going to miss more like four to six weeks. I was like, Ooh, uh, looking at their schedule. I was like, I see a lot of L's and they've been able to tread water and stay in that five spot. Um, and they're showing a lot of fire and a lot of grit. I mean, a couple of days ago, uh, Mo Harrell got into a fight with somebody. Oh, um, damn. I can't remember the player. Oh, against game against Toronto. One of their players, I think it was OG Ananobi pulls up, fucking uh, Dennis Schroeder as Dennis Schroeder is trying to carry him up like to not fall. He flips Dennis Schroeder on his back. Mo Harrell comes to defend him, gets kicked out of the game. The team rallies around and the Lakers end up winning that game that night. So the Lakers are showing a, a different dimension, a dimension I don't think they had last year um, with players like Harrell and Schroeder. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, they definitely have a lot. It was interesting because at the start of the season, depth was one of their key, um, I guess, things that we all thought that's going to be one of their Achilles heels. Yeah. And uh, with LeBron and Anthony Davis being out and these guys getting more playing time and more minutes and being more of a focus of the offense, they've actually come together and they're playing really well comparatively to what we thought they were. I thought they were going to fucking implode. I thought they'd be one in 10 right now in the last 11 games, not five and six. And uh, the last thing I'll say on this, a name that I did not expect to see in the stat sheet yesterday for the Lakers was Ben Macklemore. Uh, last I remember, he was on Houston at the th- start of the season. Apparently, he got, I don't know if he got bought out or traded or, or what the situation was. But I was like, wait, he's on the Lakers? And he had like 20 some odd points. I was like, what in the world just happened here? Hmm. Um, and that's a player who, I mean, his career has been not what everyone thought it was going to be. Obviously coming out of the draft, I think he was like the number one, number two pick overall. Um, and, but I knew coming out of Kansas and that terrible bill self system that he wasn't going to be that good of the pro, but that's beyond the pale here. 17 points he had last night. Um, but yeah. Um, Brennan. Yes. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. We are closer and closer to the playoff spot. And as we've discussed, there are 10 spots available for the playoffs this year. They're going to do yes. the little play-in thingamajig they did in the bubble last year. So, Brennan. Yeah. Who do you think is getting the 10 spots? Right now, in the East, you have Chicago in the 10, but a game and a half back is Toronto, and then two games back are your Washington Wizards. Do you think Chicago can hold on to that or do you think they'll lose that spot? Uh, so I think Chicago is going to lose the 10 spot, but not lose it and go down. I think Chicago is actually going to work their way into the playoffs because they've been playing pretty well lately. I think teams like Charlotte is probably going to start to fall uh, with their injuries. We've been waiting it, for it and they still have been just. I know, but I mean, I know we're a little bit beyond halfway there, but I think Charlotte's going to take a bath. Uh and so I think, honestly, I think Chicago might end up in New York. You never know. They could they could turn on a dime and start losing like crazy. So I think uh, Chicago will actually end up in probably the 7-8 spot somewhere in there. Seven, and I think, yeah, somewhere in there. I think uh, the Washington Wizards, because I said it at, Billy Donovan at, juice there, buddy. I Donovan said it at juice. the beginning of the year, man. They're going to turn it on. Bradley <laughs> Beal and Russell Westbrook are going to turn it on. They're going to. They're going to end up in the 10 spot. They're going to end up in the play-in game. It's going to look... That's that's where I'm going with as far as the East. Who do you have in the East? In the East, um, the Pacers... The Pacers are an interesting team because they could yeah. fall off a cliff, but they maintain to stay afloat somehow. Um, I think Chicago... I think Chicago might find themselves on the outs. Um, they're still a younger team and still have to work a lot of pieces together, especially with some of the trades they did at the deadline. Yeah. Uh, I think Toronto battle tested championship tents. So they could find their way to the 10th spot easy um, and go out in that first playing game. I cannot see the Washington Wizards getting in. We've been saying the Washington Wizards are going to get in since the beginning of the season. I know. And that's they haven't even won their 20th game. I know. That's the only reason I'm sticking with it is because that's what we said at the beginning of the year. So that's what I'm sticking with. You want to know that's how the bad, only reason. You want to know how bad that franchise is? 
Russell Westbrook is already the leading leader in triple doubles for the entire franchise. And he's only been there for 19 plus 33, 52 games. I think my math is correct. 52 games. Hey, he's he's an admiration man. He's in a he's a he's he's the truth. He's the stat collector. He's not the truth. <laughs> That's Paul Pierce, who's now fired for having strippers on his IG. I know. Can you believe that? Uh, yes, I thought he, he worked was for get, Disney. I thought he was going to get suspended. He but hey, man, for Disney, he's the truth. Did you watch that video? No, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't aware of it until like the next morning. I woke up and I was like, "Why is Paul Pierce trending?" <laughs> I didn't know about it until it got mentioned on the another podcast that I listened to. And I then saw I the stills it. and I was like, Ooh, that, through, baby. "That doesn't through. look good." Um, oh, it was, yes. it was it was great. Um, in the West, I'm sorry, in we got the off. West, top. I mean, we had to talk about it at some point. In uh, the West, you, Paul, if you want to work for the network, you want to be a frequent. Guest on this show, got you, buddy. Uh, in the West, Brandon, come the, through, come through. Um, the Golden State Warriors currently sit in the 10 spot, the San Antonio Spurs are in the nine, the Pelicans are nipping at their heels, only one game back of the Warriors, and three games back of the Warriors are the Sacramento Kings. Brennan, do you think the Warriors can hold on for dear life? Yeah, I had a hard time. I had a harder time with this one because the Kings are a scrappy team. The Pelicans, obviously, if they just run it through Zion instead of Ingram, even though Ingram thinks they should run it through him, they've been playing out of their minds. I love, I Brennan's, think. I love Brennan's quarrels with Brandon Ingram. This is the second time you've brought what? this up about Brandon Ingram. Well, it's just because it, Zion's 60% from the floor. Yeah. But and everything he shoots is him. inside. Yeah, but like Brandon's like, nah, man, this is my offense. He's more of a dynamic player. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> anyway, we're getting off topic. So I think, uh, to be honest with you, this is how I think it's going to shake out. I think the Golden State Warriors are going to end up in nine. San Antonio might fall out. And then the New Orleans Pelicans are going to end up in 10. That's what I think. Wow. Okay. Or the, the Grizzlies might fall out. I don't. Oh nah, God. See, this is, Grizzlies no, are the Grizzlies are playing real well. Yeah, this is. Grizzlies. I've got the Spurs falling out. Golden State moving up to nine, and New Orleans coming in the ten spot. I hate the old Grizzlies. The old yeah, Grizzlies they, were fucking annoying to watch. Now, John Morant. Uh, yeah, yeah, they look great. Uh, what's what's my guy's name from Oregon? Oh, it's gonna kill me. I'm gonna have to look that up in a second. Um, but okay, Barrett? for what up? You talking about Barrett? No. Memphis Grizzlies, small forward. Now you're making me look this up. Dang it. Phil, Phil, Phil. Dylan Brooks. Thank you. Dylan Brooks. God damn it. I found it right when you did. He was the one a couple years ago where I think he was like getting excited on the floor because Oregon beat Duke. And then Coach K in the line, get in like the cantry line. I remember that. Yeah. Good wagging of the finger, too. Yeah. so yeah, um, God, have you seen their offense, man? They're they haven't scored under they're, 115 they're points in the team, last man. ten games. They're a fun up and down team. They get after, and it's fucking it's fun to watch. They're fun. Yeah. They're way better than the Zach. Even though I love those Zach Randolph, Mark Gasol, Mike Conley, oh yeah, teams, those, those um, guys, those the the, the grindhouse grizzles. Uh, yeah, we're gonna yeah. fucking bang with you down we're gonna low. Slow we're gonna slow this to yeah. a grinding halt. But um, no, I see the I can see the Warriors falling now. Steph's been in and out of injury. They've suffered some terrible losses, even though he's been there. Um, they just lost James Wiseman for the rest of the season, who was their number two overall pick. Um, I think the Pell Stan Van can uh, propel them to get to the number ten seed. Um, and yeah, the Warriors. I mean, it's a wash year. Get Clay next year, hopefully. Um, and then uh, they'll be fine. Yeah. Now, Brandon. Damn. Yeah, go ahead. I believe you had some beef with some of these buyout guys. As Brandon um, types. Yeah, sorry. I was <laughs> pulling up the full list. Uh, yeah, so I was just kind of... <clears throat> it's interesting. So some of the talking heads that I've listened to were all about like some of these buyout guys... You know, they get bought out and then people are like, oh, watch out, watch out. You know, so Andre Drummond, here we go. Jeff Teague on the move, like watch out. And it's like, wait a second. 
So Blake Griffin was probably the biggest one getting bought out by the Detroit Pistons ends up in um, Brooklyn. But I don't think, I think, I think we're overrating them a little bit. Just hear me out. So what I'm trying to say is, yeah, exactly. So you're on my side. We're the same person. I think a lot of these talking heads are overrating. Like, well, just pack it in. Like there's, let's all just go home. Granted. I honestly think Blake Griffin will have a great game, maybe a great game in the playoffs. Same thing with LaMarcus Aldridge. They might be able to turn it on for a game, maybe two, maybe. maybe. But these guys aren't aren't going to be like, there's a reason they were bought out. Like everyone <laughs> needs to relax. You know what I mean? I mean, to a degree. Uh, I can see what, what you say. What do you say. think about the buyout situation? I can see what you say with Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge because, I mean, LaMarcus is starting, but they're never going to put up the 20 and 10s they were putting up in their prime. But Andre Drummond was did get hurt in his first game, and last night we saw what he was able to do, getting yeah. 20 plus and 20 and 10 uh, boards and whatnot points and boards but um no i mean some guys some guys are gonna be good some guys are gonna be bad jeff teague is the person over the hill blake griffin yeah. lamarcus aldridge are guys over the hill whereas drummond is more he's still in his prime he was just in a bad spot honestly um the south the celtics the Cavs weren't what it was at that point the Cavs are looking to build towards the future and he's a player that needs to be on a team built for right now um, but I do have an issue with some of these trades, uh, similar to what you're saying. Hit him Brennan. with it, Joe. Hit him with it. Um, I heard a lot, and I heard this from Brennan as well. Ah, uh, oh, the Miami Heat. Some of the acquisitions they made at the trade deadline so amazing, Those great acquisitions. so phenomenal. Being Lisa is averaging three point seven points a game. Three point seven points a game. Might have been a little off on that one. Victor Oladipo, Mr. I play sometimes every now and again, is averaging only 12 points a game. He looked great in the first couple of games. Yeah, after he sat on the bench for like five of those games after the trade happened. I know. Evan Fournier, you've only played in four games. That's what the Fournier stands for. Jeez. That was a good one. You know what? Not bad. You go take that to the writing room, punch that one up a little bit. But yeah, um, I still don't think George Hill has played a game. I'm going to carry that. Not. I'm going to carry that vendetta until my grave. George Hill, Mr. The, the, the best acquisition at the trade deadline that never does anything. Don't know if he's been in a final since he played for the Spurs and got traded for Kawhi Leonard. But yeah, a lot of these trades they've been selling us on, nothing really happening due to them. Not really making the difference that we foresaw. So we are hating on all these uh, transactions recently we, in the look, NBA. We're, we're transaction, transactions move the needle, so we get hype for them. But then after, after the trade deadline day, it's like, well, what were they there for? Yeah. <laughs> Why were well, we all saying, oh, whoever gets Victor Oladipo is going to win the lottery? It's like, no, no, you're just going to get an average guy who's just going to slot into a team that had players better than him. Uh, and that's it. That's the end yeah. of that chapter. Speaking of excited for transactions, oh, Joe? I thought you were going to say speaking of end of a chapter, Brennan, how did you not do it? <laughs> uh one Sam Darnold. Dun, 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 get a dun, dun. Uh, um, One Sam Darnold was traded from the New York Jets. Your New York Jets. Not my New York Jets. Maybe now. Uh, let's see what Sala does. Robert Sala. Rob Sala? What's his name? Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Okay. I was thinking of Mo Sala, the soccer player, for a second. Um... Yes, uh, for he was traded to the Carolina Panthers for I believe a fourth this year, and no wait, I think it was a six this year, and then a two and a four next year. Yes, sir. That is that is now look now I think the Eagles got away with robbery, <laughs> getting Wentz out of there, and Wentz had a fucking horrible albatross of a contract attached to him, whereas Donald's still on his uh, rookie contract. Yeah, that's gonna um, tag the Eagles. So yeah, um, Brennan, what were your thoughts yes. on this trade? And I do you upset. think Sam Darnold can succeed in Carolina? And if you're upset for the reasons I think you're upset, I'm going to have a world of hurt for you, sir. I am very upset for the reason you think I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset 
And we're going to talk about more of this in my walk-off later on as far as first-round quarterbacks. I'm upset because Adam Gase destroyed Sam Darnold's career. And now he's... They had so much draft capital. Maybe he wasn't good. Nobody is not good to get drafted that... No one who He's gets drafted is not good. He's not been good since good. the one game that everybody thought he was no, good no, for. No, 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 He had no, no, one no, no, game no, no, no. against Penn State. He, the they, next year, he had all the interceptions in the world they, at USC. And then he got drafted so because of that one game. And counter-testing and stat testing. They do so much film they watching. They get it wrong. These guys, I know they get it wrong, but they don't get it wrong because these guys are bad. They get it wrong because the scheme sucks. Some of the guys the are bad. The coaching staff is terrible. No. If Lamar Jackson... Played for Adam Gase, Lamar would be a wide receiver or bounce no, out of the league right no. now. All right, let yes, me, he would. Let me reverse this narrative on Adam Gase. Now we've we've there's a narrative that has been built against Adam Gase because of his time at the Jets. Now, if we go back and, and the look, Dolphins, if we go back and look at that Miami run before Adam Gase was the co- coach, Joe Philbin was the coach when Ryan Tannehill got drafted. Ryan Tannehill was god awful. Once Tannehill got Adam Gase, Tannehill became a really good quarterback. But you know what wrecked him? Injuries. He got an ACL right going right into the playoffs. The first time the Dolphins have been to the playoffs in like 10 plus years. So Matt Moore had to start the playoff game. The following season going into the season, Ryan Tannehill. ACL again. Then they had to sign Jake Cutler, and Jake Cutler was about to go to the booth, so he was chain smoking on the sideline, didn't give a damn to play, anyways. And then Adam Gase gets fired. All right. So Adam Gase was fine there. He was good as an OC with Jake Cutler in uh, Chicago. He was okay because Peyton Man is already great enough in Denver. Adam Gase has been good as an OC. He was okay as a head coach. He failed with the Jets because the Jets are the Jets. What I'm saying and is Darnold's that not good. Darnold's good. He's not he good. played at USC. No, he wasn't. Started. Go back and look at the stats. What, he had no, one this game. Is, this he had is what one blows, game in the Rose Bowl where this is he what had blows a my great mind. game against let Penn me, State. And that is it. The point. Look at the season after that, Brennan. That's all I'm saying. This is what he blows my mind. Interceptions what, in blows, games. what blows my mind. Jameis Winston was number one overall through 30 picks in the NFL. I don't think Jameis is good either. No, what I'm saying. He also caught mono. The point, that was weird. The point I'm trying to make is that these guys might have something that's wrong. Maybe they're not super accurate. Maybe they don't uh, get through their progressions enough. Yada, yada, yada. But to say they're bad is a total misjudgment of the entire draft system. What I'm saying is if you put Sam Darnold in Kyle Shanahan's offense or Andy Reid's offense, the same way Alex Smith thrived in that. So is that he a good quarterback or is he a system quarterback? What the, They're all system quarterbacks. That's all not true. Lamar Rodgers would be he, good anywhere. Tom Brady is good anywhere. There are guys okay. that make so the they're system. Not all system quarterbacks. Matt Ryan is a system quarterback. He wasn't that good before Shanahan. He was great with Shanahan. Hasn't been that good since Shanahan. Cam Newton, system quarterback. That's not true. What yes, system it is. was he built in? The system was built around him. He is the system. Then, if the system is built around the quarterback, he's but the what system. What I'm saying is, you couldn't put. Look at what happened to him when they tried to put him into an offense that requires a lot more progression reads and a lot more. Don't I mean I know he got COVID, but he did not look good last year. Look at Carolina. What he was there, and then when he would get they hurt, bench. Well, he got hurt a lot, but that's because that was the system. But like the point and again, I'm trying to he make, was the system. Yeah, but that way it wasn't. Brendan, he system. got to a Super Bowl, and Calvin so Benjamin, did Matt Ryan, and Calvin Benjamin was his number one, and Calvin Benjamin got hurt the year they went to the Super Bowl. Do not say Cam Newton's the system quarterback. His number one wideout that year was Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn won the national championship. Ted Ginn was thirty-eight years old when they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> All I'm saying is Sam Darnold is going to play well in Carolina, and you're all going to look like idiots. <laughs> all of you. He's going to play well because he has better talent around you. him. I'm just saying the Jets should have kept him and tried to use all that draft capital to get offensive linemen and get some weapons for him. That's it. 
Do you honestly think any of these guys in this draft are better than Sam Donald except the top two? Yeah. Trey Lance and Trevor Lawrence. You think Justin Fields is better than Sam Darnold? Yeah. Okay, good. I want to get this all on paper or all it, on wax right now. Put it on record. Okay. <laughs> Speaking as a college of the draft, quarterback, as a college quarterback, he was better than no, him. No, 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 no. Don't backtrack now. I'm saying in the NFL, <laughs> Sam Darnold will be better than Justin Fields. Justin Fields doesn't have a lot to get over. Did you see Sam Darnold's last three seasons? I'm just saying. When he goes to Carolina, take Sam Darnold from Carolina. They're about the same age. And Justin Fields, wherever he goes, Sam Darnold will have the better career moving forward. I, I, you want to make a bet on that steak dinner? I will bet anything you want. Anything <laughs> want to do you a want. Will steak dinner yes, 10 years steak from now? steak dinner. 100%. I will fly to Atlanta. 10 years from now. Let's put it in the book. take you out. 10 years from now. Steak five dinner. Years. Five years. Five. Come on. Five. His first five seasons? Yeah. You don't even know oh, yeah. drafted. Let's we got to move on. We're spending too much time on this. <laughs> oh my goodness! All that right, was brother. a very heated heated argument about well, Sam Darnold. I've been thinking about this one all week. Uh, but anyways, another thing we've been thinking about all year, Brennan. Do you think yeah. the draft structure is underrating defensive players? Yeah, this year I think it is uh, because of what we've been talking about with quarterbacks. Kyle Pitts, obviously the best offensive player in the draft. That's not a quarterback. The tight end from Florida. 26 Just touchdowns, a- 13 interceptions in his final season at USC. So moving on, uh, <laughs> I think that um, so there's a couple like key defensive players. Uh, both of them are defensive backs. There's Patrick uh, Sertan out of Alabama. He's a junior. And then J.C. Horn out of South Carolina, also a junior, probably the two best uh, defensive backs in the draft, but n- they, there are no on a lot of the mock drafts I've looked at. There are no defensive players going in the top five, no, and maybe one, maybe one or two in the top ten. And this is astounding to me because some of the teams in the top ten need defense need defensive help. <laughs> um, That's an the, understatement. Yeah, the the Detroit Lions, for sure, Carolina, the Broncos. I mean, their defense has been playing better than the other two teams I mentioned, but still Atlanta, a thousand percent. But some, some team needs everything, though. Yeah, that's, that's the true. Issue. So, like, yeah, you're 100 percent right on that. I just I'm shocked that this is the first time in a while where I, I haven't seen some highly touted defensive player like, oh, well, at least all these offensive players are going early. They're going to be so lucky to get player X. I listen to a ton of podcasts about the draft. I do a lot of research about the draft. And nary does anybody mention defense really until the late first, middle to late first round. And so I just think they're being really underrated this year. I think some teams are going to make out like bandits, especially teams picking in the 20s. Because this offensive push, such a deep wide receiver class, such a deep tackle class, obviously the first four quarterbacks, I think there's going to be a run on offense. And I think some teams are going to get lucky. Sam Darnold has not. Let me get off that. Um, We're off of it. <laughs> he hasn't even thrown 60% for his career. Um, <laughs> Let me see it. Everybody come at me. I'm going to be right about this. But um, the yeah, Jets no, will rue the day. It's, it's, uh, this is a bit shocking. Um, but I, like you said, I think the teams later in the draft, uh, in the 20s, and beyond are going to make out like bandits. They got Gregory Russo and Jalen Phillips, who are two of Miami's better players um, that did not get to watch the season because I boycotted the whole year. Um, they got them going into 20 plus and both of them were phenomenal. I think one of them might've even sat out this past year knowing yeah. that he was going to be a higher pick anyways. Um, so yeah, no, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um Teams are going to prioritize quarterbacks, obviously, uh, receivers, and offensive line help because uh, those top teams are bad teams, and they're usually bad at scoring if they're up there. So, yeah, it's going to make for a very interesting lopsided draft, uh, to say the Definitely, least. Definitely, to say, to the, say least. the least. But some rich are going to get richer, so... All right. Gotta stop hitting. That was heated. That was fun. That was a good time. Man. All right. Brennan, I'm tired of talking. So, you know what? I'm going to switch it up. Greg, tell us about the apps. All right. right. So, (laughs) 
the Avs won this afternoon to give them 60 points. The first team to 60 points in the NHL. Looking good for them. They went out and traded for some depth at defense. Got a third, second or third goaltender, depending on how they decide to use Devin Dubnik from San Jose. Uh, They're looking good. Three more weeks left in the season. Can't wait for the playoffs to start in May. Man, three more weeks. Man, this is fun. This is fun to watch. Even though there was a misstep last week, they came back strong with two strong games. So bring it on. All right. Brennan, tell us about your lightning. Yeah, so the Lightning are kind of uh, just treading water at this point. Um, Carolina has uh, overtaken them in the Central Division, but it's been back and forth. So three losses, two wins, two losses, two wins, kind of ba-bump, ba-bump, ba-bump. So we're going to see what happens. Um, Vaskolevsky has been playing real well in some games, and then other games you're like, what the fuck is happening? You know, he got a shutout, and then he let up four, then he let up four, then he let up five, then, you know, two, one, one. So I'm very interested to see how they kind of gel right before the playoffs. They were dominating all year, but this is Tampa Bay standard operating procedure. Going into the playoffs, high ranking, always doing real well, getting bounced in the first or second round, (laughs) except obviously when they won the uh, Stanley Cup. So hopefully that will not be – hopefully the – Deep run in the playoffs will become more of the norm versus the getting bounced early, even though they are such a high seed. Joe. All right. So the Panthers made a trade for a defenseman after uh, right before the trade deadline uh, after suffering that horrible injury for Aaron Eckblatt. Um, But we lost our last three, which is not good after I said that we were the best team in NHL and Greg obviously quickly put me to t- took me to task telling me the season's not over Joe and there's games in hand um I had to you know come with hat in hand and uh yeah we've lost three the freaking Carolina Hurricanes I I've been saying it all year since we since they took Vinny Trocheck from us they have been whipping our ass all year I think we've only beaten them once this entire season uh but yeah, we're not getting enough points on the ball and we're letting too much goals between the nets. Five, three, four, the last three games that we've lost. Um, hopefully we can save it two days from now uh, when we go back and play the Stars again in Dallas. Um, but yeah, got to get out of this hole, guys. But we're still going to make the playoffs, which is more than I can say in the last 10 plus years. <clears throat> Even though we technically made it last year, but that's beyond the point. We technically made it last year, but it was like 24, 24 teams made it last year. Not really counting that one. It was just so funny how you like you basically ended the sentence and then you came back and then you and then, then twenty four teams made it last year. Like that that that's not one. I'm like, yeah, we did it, baby. It's like, nah, that one's like, yeah, yeah everybody really made it. But anyways, quick hits. And you'd be surprised how quick and quick maybe hits quick hits. Quick this, hits, we're going quick, baby. This is going to be a testament to this new microphone. I've been yelling a lot lately. Um, Brennan. That's what happens when you're wrong about sp- Sam Darnold. What happened? I said that's what happens when you're wrong about Sam Darnold. I know. I know. You, you understand that. I'm happy you did. That's final. Took place last Monday, Brennan. What were your takeaways? Uh, takeaways, real quick. Uh, so it was exactly what we talked about. I had gone back and forth. I wanted Gonzaga, then Baylor, then Gonzaga, then Baylor. But I said I was really worried about Baylor's defense, and they did not let Gonzaga take a breath. They could Ooh. not get the offense set up. They were all over them. I feel bad for Gonzaga to be undefeated until the final game. I actually wanted Don't to do a walk-off bad. about it, but it's a lot of research I didn't want to do. So <laughs> that's what I took away. Baylor smothered and covered them, baby, as we say here in the South. Hey, Waffle House language right there. That's Waffle House lingo for the folks that don't know. Um, thank you, Baylor, for saving the season. Um, all I know is I looked at my phone as this game started, and it was 11 to 1. And I was like, this this can't be right. Then I looked back, and it was 16 to 6. And I was like, yep. No reason to turn on this game ever. And from then on, I believe Baylor kept it nine plus the entire way and just smothered and covered and capped them boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like my mushrooms. Um, and just blanketed them the whole way. Gonzaga, valiant run, but 
like I said, I didn't want them to win this year because it just didn't feel right for them to be the only undefeated team since 75. Anyways, Brennan. Yes, sir. The Masters took place, ended today. Who is our new Masters champion? Hideki Matsuyama, the first Japanese-born player to ever win a Masters, only the second Asian-American player, or excuse me, only the second Asian-born player to win a Masters. Thank you. Yes, sir. Anything else Um, you want to talk about from the tournament? Yeah, so Jordan Spieth had a great showing. Um, I know we've been talking about him. Tied for third, I believe. Yeah, finished third, tied for third. Um, Will, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Yeah, I was never going to try that one. (laughs) Zalatoris. A uh, 24-year-old kid ended up finishing second, had a big, strong push at the end. Justin Rose led most of the uh, weekend, but... <laughs> they led the I first learned, two days, not the weekend. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he did lead the first two days. Uh, but something I learned a long time ago in golf, watching it, especially with my uncle, was that I used to always be like, oh, that guy's winning, you know, either the first day or the second day. Like, he's going to win. And my uncle always was like, no, that's normally the person... Never ends up <laughs> running. There's it all only the way one through. person that leads wire to wire, and his name is yeah. Eldrick Woods. Yeah, but um, I took uh, so I, I, I don't know. I just really uh loved the Masters this year. From what I saw, it uh ended up being a uh, really good. I ended up taking uh Justin uh not Justin Rose uh Justin, Justin Thomas. Yes, thank you. I ended up taking Justin Thomas. Uh, he ended up tied 21st. Even Phil Mickelson actually pulled it out. Uh, finished uh, tied for 21st, but he was not doing well in the first couple of rounds. It was just an all around a great Masters. There's a couple guys who missed the cut. Uh, Brooks Kepka being one of them. That was kind of uh, shocking. I believe Rory and also missed the cut. Right? I was just about to say Rory mm-hmm. puts all this pressure on himself because this is the last one he needs for a career mm-hmm. Grand Slam. And no one's and ever won the career Grand Slam on the Masters. Yeah, and it, you could see why all the pressure he put on himself. I think he was like plus eight or plus nine. Yeah. After Thursday, he was or done after, after Friday, Friday. he was done after yeah. the first day. Honestly, yeah, it was it was bad. But anyway, uh, it's been said that uh, this is going to change. Obviously, it changes anybody's life who wins. But for uh, Hideki to be the first Japanese uh, player to win the Masters, it's gonna he's gonna. I mean, Japan's gonna start loving golf like they love baseball. Yeah. Um. Ooh, Greg. Greg, Greg has something. Not only was the first Japanese player to win the Masters, he's the first Japanese player to win a major. Oh, so that's oh, exciting you, as well. I'm, I'm Japanese male, because female Japanese has oh, won a yes. major. But oh, the sense. thing is also on Saturday, Matsuyama shot a 30 on the back nine. <laughs> six so under, stupid. Six under on the back nine. It was amazing. That's pretty much what won in the tournament. He won by one stroke. Yes. Those six strokes he gained on uh, Saturday afternoon. Held it today. He had a it was very impressive. Rough day today. A lot of bogeys I, I saw. Um, I think he he ended up shooting like a thirty nine on the back nine today, um, but was able to pull it off. Um, the two things I wanted to touch on first was uh, our boy uh, Br- Bryson DeChambeau. Again, not a great outing. Um, he's not been able to get higher than 21, which he did as an amateur back in 2016. And two, with the Matsuyama win, this is pretty, it's like story narrating, uh, narrative building stuff. Like the, you have all the things that happened in Atlanta a couple weeks ago and all the Asian um, stuff that's been going on in this country for the past year. And then for him to be at the pinnacle of this sport that is run by, a place titled the masters. It never falls on me. How funny that is. Um, I thought that was pretty poetic. That was pretty solid. Um, hopefully that can be a beacon of hope for some people. <clears throat> Brennan. Yeah. Do you know who Joe Musgrave is? Musgrove? Musgrove is. No, I almost called him Musgrave. I went to school with a girl named Musgrave. Um, Joe Musgrove is the first person to throw a no-no this season he threw a no-hitter i believe friday night and he's also the first person in the padres 53 year history to throw a no-hitter brennan that is pretty doggone impressive they won the game three the nothing um fernando tatis has not been back from the il after suffering his shoulder separating hard ass (laughs) swing um but the padres still looking good and uh, shout out to Joe Musgrove. I feel like that's Boom. New first no no of the season, baby. First no no of the season. Brennan, yeah, you know it's soccer season, right? 
Yeah, of course I did. And I'm not going to talk about Fulham because, you know, we lost on a 1-0 extra minute goal. You to need to Wolves. talk about Fulham because that's how I know about Fulham is through you. You want me to talk about Fulham? All right. I'm no, about Fulham. no, 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 no. no <laughs> I was talking about Fulham. We gave up that last goal to Leeds and then we gave up the goal to Wolves. <laughs> but I really wanted to talk about the uh, NWSL. Uh, Challenge Cup kicking off this past weekend, and um, there was a a near brawl in the first game of the season. Tell our listeners what the NWSL is. NWSL is the National Women's Soccer League, and like okay, I said, I knew that, but there I was a near that. brawl in the first game of the season. Many a red cards bandied about. A coach got ejected from the game. It was fiery. Oh, that's why we play the games. That's why you play the game? You never quit. Man, there was not, there was no quitting those ladies. I tell you, uh, I believe that was the Thorn. Who who were they playing? I can't remember. Also, uh, Dennis Rodman's daughter got a goal in her first game, which I thought no, was pretty cool. pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool. Who were Thorn playing? They were playing. Uh, I don't know why that team's named that, but okay. Um, Ol Rain, but they're in oh, okay. Seattle. It's it's a weird. Pun, got it. No, it's not a pun. It's a weird. It's kind of like if you ever see the men's, um, the Red Bull team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so there's like a group that basically owns that team that has like another team in Germany. So there's a team in France called Olympic Lyon, and they bought out the Seattle team. So they put oh, the O oh, oh. on front of them. Got it. Olympic Lyon rain. I don't got know it. why. It's very upsetting and annoying. Freaking sent me on a wild goose chase today to figure out why they were the OL rain. That's how I feel right now. Like we're on a wild goose chase <laughs> as you mumble into your microphone about swimming soccer. Let's get to the walk offs. <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues. All right, time for the walk-off, folks. It's been a week. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks since we did a walk-off. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks since we did a walk-off. Ooh, we've got to readjust the listeners. This is where me and Brennan usually cry or tell something very poetic. Uh, this is a short essay that's been burning our soul that we need to get off our chest. Now, as a custom, the person who hosts the show goes last. I think that's right, Brennan. That's right. Yes, sir. Okay, so I'll be going last. So, Brennan, I will shut up. Shut up. All right. <clears throat> My walk off this week is entitled Nervous Energy. With the draft coming up and my Jacksonville Jaguars having the first pick, I am filled with an incredible amount of optimism. This can be a fatal flaw as a fan. We have seen it in every NFL draft over the course of our fandom. Your team has an early first round pick, needs a significant upgrade at a pivotal position, such as offensive tackle, defensive end, or the most important position, quarterback and takes said player early, but then they are a bust, keep getting hurt, or demand out after a short stint, which puts your team right back in the position they were in. Not any good. It can be contributed to coaching, the scheme, the training staff, or even the player themselves. But in the case of first-round quarterbacks over the last 20 years, it is about a 50-50 proposition that they will either be a decent starter in the NFL or will not even get to their fifth-year option picked up. We can take a look at many examples just over the past 15 years. For example, Robert Griffin III, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, etc. This year is no different. Trevor Lawrence has been projected as the number one overall pick since he was a true freshman at Clemson. There's been no doubt about it. But we also said that about Matt Barkley. Then he went back to school at USC for a senior season and dropped to the fourth round. Trevor has everything you could ask for in an NFL quarterback but so did most of these first-round quarterbacks on paper. We see it in every draft, QBs being pushed up the board because the position is so important. Some of them work out, some bust, and some are transcendent. Let us not get confused, though. All these men can play the position. They were at a high level. They were at a high level. But again, it is about where they land versus their actual talent. I have said it many times before. In the NFL, what separates the top five from the bottom five is not so much what they can do physically, but who they are mentally and who is surrounding them as far as coaches, the front office, and teammates. Therefore, I have so much excitement for Trevor Lawrence because I trust ownership. 
I am coming around on Urban Meyer as a head coach and Balky as our GM. I think this will work out. But to quote one of my favorite movies, The Replacements, it's a nervous energy. Case in point, we don't have a quarterback. Brennan. Nope. <laughs> No, you're not allowed. <laughs> what, 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 what? <coughs> I was just going to say, now remember how we talked about how uh, Ohio State not really good at producing NFL quarterbacks? Quarter, NFL quarterbacks, yes, I'm very aware of that. <laughs> I think we need to apply to the USC as well. We, I have, <laughs> but I have in my past, but I keep forgetting to bring it up on the show. Since Matt Weiner. Oh, because I named Weiner and Rosie Barkley. Barkley. Oh, my God. I didn't Mark even realize. Mark Sanchez. I named, I named a Sam bunch of USC Darnold. quarterbacks. <laughs> Guess could have go out on a limb and say USC. I, just think, I don't understand why those guys always get taken so early. Because USC is a great, prestigious institution. Yeah, but the Ohio it's State like, It's like basketball players who keep getting picked up from uh, UCLA. Yeah. This is right. not Bill Wallen's UCLA anymore. This is not John Wooden's UCLA. UCLA yeah. Why are we still reaching for UCLA talent? Now, you'll hit on a few. Your Kevin Loves, your Russell Westbrooks, but not everybody. Darren Collison shouldn't have been a tough pick. Sorry, buddy. Anyways, I don't even remember how high Darren Collison went. I just took a cheap shot out. I'm sorry, Darren. Uh, my walk off this week is entitled Tournament Tested. The NCAA, with all its flaws, do does some good, does do some good. It puts players on the grandest of stage and allows them to perform a symphony for the world to see. And the world got to see Ari McDonald. Sorry for getting your name wrong last week. McDonald started her college career at Washington and followed her now head coach, then assistant coach, Adia Barnes, to Arizona. Since arriving at Tucson, she's done all she's done is become the single season scoring leader, make three consecutive conference all defense teams, three all Pac 12 defense, uh, damn it, three all Pac 12 teams, two time defensive player of the year in the Pac 12, and Pac 12 player of the year. Ari McDonald has entered her name into the WNBA draft and is a top five projected pick. This would have not been possible if not for the stage provided to her and playing her sweet music for 40 minutes and helping her team grind to a national championship appearance for the first time in its history. So on April 15th, I will be watching the draft and still rooting for Ari McDonald. Brennan, stop texting. I'm not texting. I was listening. <laughs> All yeah, right. that she played out of her mind. She played out of her mind. She literally dragged her team to the finals. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the last what do you think on that last shot? Go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. The last USC quarterback that really did anything in the NFL was Carson Palmer. But, I'm uh, glad we're still talking about that. <laughs> but that's about it. I mean, that was Carson Palmer, can we really even say? I mean, come yeah, on. Until he got right. destroyed in the playoffs. I mean, Press no, 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 no. I mean, he was awesome, but then he after that injury in injury, Cincy, yeah, the injury. Yeah, he was never really the same. And then he quit on Cincy. Then he went to Oakland. Then he went to Arizona. Uh, USC quarterback. You want to talk about quarterbacks quitting? Carson. Mm, never mind. Carson what? Carson Wentz. He got benched. He quit on that team. He <laughs> he got got trade. Am I bleeding? Are you bleeding? Yeah, even bleeding. if he quit, he, he lost the team. So wow. it doesn't even matter anymore. I'm bleeding real bad. Sam Let's go. Sam Darnold made him bleed. And we'll Jeez. bring you the press conference in its entirety. Brennan couldn't take my punches to the face on that Sam Darnold topic. I know. So I don't I'm know bleeding. Brennan, as yes. you check your teeth, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at Brennan T comedy on all social media and his head caved in by me. Brennan T comedy.com uh, for my upcoming dates. Um, and I've got some big news that we're going to announce next week on the program. Uh, huge news, huge news. Uh, yeah, but check out my other podcast too. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Uh, subscribe rate and review. It's a real, a lot of fun podcast and we're going to have Joe on there in a couple of weeks to promote his new album. Joe. That is true. Uh, you can take me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. 
So sorry. Uh, you can check out this show's Twitter and Instagram at Hearing Press. Got something in my throat. <coughs> Ah, uh, you can check out my hip hop album TV by headphone Joe. No, oh no, he. <laughs> what is God that? damn, man? <laughs> you can uh, and be on the lookout for TV season two on April twenty third on all digital streaming platforms. Twenty four. Uh, your Amazon Pluses, your Apple Pluses, and what? What is happening to me? Craig, take over. What is Amazon Plus? I'm not sure, but uh. <laughs> Every, go to anulo.co for all your information about the Anulo Network and its many podcasts. And thanks for listening. It was Apple Music that I was trying to say. Jeez. Oh, I don't know what just happened to me. Thank you for filling. Brennan, get me out of here. That is why we play the game. Hello. Hello. You shout, shout out. BMX. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science-slash-comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah, or vice versa, Krevit. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.